Recovery Sort Of is a podcast where we discuss recovery topics from the perspective of people living in long-term recovery. This podcast does not intend to represent the views of any particular group, organization, or fellowship. The attitudes expressed are solely the opinion of its contributors. Be advised, there may be strong language or topics of an adult nature. All right, welcome back. It's recovery, sort of. I'm Jason, doing not anything today, drug-wise. <laughs> I'm Billy. I'm a person in long-term recovery. And we got, as if this won't be confusing because you're listening, another Jason on the show today. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. So uh, our topic today is going to be changing sponsors, when to change sponsors, how you know it's time you need to change sponsors, something along them lines. Um, but before we get into all that, I did want to throw out some thank yous. Um, Julie, Sarah, I appreciate, we appreciate your continued support. Yes, thank you. This show is also brought to you by Julie and Sarah, so be nice to them. Um, Dan reached out and he said that the AA literature is so hard for him to understand too, but he was enjoying the way that we describe things, so (laughs) rock on, Dan, because thou'st is amazingest. (laughs) Um, Autumn reached out. She said she really appreciated the grief episode. She was just talking about how, you know, she's been through some grieving kind of times and, and could really relate to the fact that it seems like after a few weeks, it fades off of everybody else's mind, even though you're still going through that grief. Um, Julie also reached out. She appreciated the grief episode. A lot of feedback on the grief episode. She said that usually in her experience, you go through life, you feel this grief, you feel it the way you feel it. You process it the best way you know how, but nobody ever fucking talks about it. And you have no clue if it's anything like others experience, if you can relate into it, if, if you're doing it right, if you're feeling like nothing. And she really appreciated that Caroline was able to come on and like share that because it's kind of a personal thing that we don't talk about. And she felt like, okay, maybe I am doing this right. Or, you know, I've been doing this in a way that, that makes sense. Somebody just by the letter C on YouTube thanked us for our continued content. They said that everybody kind of starts stuff and then fades off, and and they really appreciated that we were doing it. Uh, Especially because we're addicts and we never give up. We just (laughs) keep fucking going until it goes off the rails. (laughs) How did did addicts give up on recovery podcasts? (laughs) Right. You're not real addicts giving up. And maybe they're just not getting the instant gratification. Um. And and one of the things that I had noticed at the clarity statement episode is like the main thing we get hit on for Google. Like everybody wants to know about the clarity statement. So I don't know if people looking up the clarity statement are finding what they want in that episode or not. <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> I hope that episode doesn't suck though because that yeah. seems to be our exposure to the world is huh. the clarity statement. So maybe we'll go back and make a better clarity statement episode. I have to go back and listen to it. That yeah. episode. I have no idea. I know I would have bashed it. <laughs> I want to hear it now. <laughs> I hate the clarity statement, so. <laughs> right. Uh, I think we did. I'm pretty sure we tore it up. Uh, uh, so hopefully people buy into that. I, ho- I bet all the people looking it up there are people looking to reinforce the clarity right. statement. They're looking for some argument for it. We're like, yeah. you're wrong. All Fuck right. that clarity statement. All right. So anyway, back to our regularly scheduled <laughs> idea for an episode today. So we have Jason on, um, and the topic is changing sponsors, so. Obviously, if you can take a little hint, he has changed sponsors at some point in his recovery, but I'm going to let him share a couple minutes of his experience and why 
you know, that qualifies him to be in here to talk about changing sponsors. Hey, uh, so it was something that I struggled with. It was like, uh, it was like letting my wife know that I was ha- wanted to have an affair on her or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had such a great relationship with my sponsor. Are we going to say who my sponsor was? Yeah, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> so Jason was my sponsor and Jason moved away, hour away. And, uh, and he, when he told me, he said, uh, you know, I'm moving away. You know, you're welcome to find another sponsor if you feel like that's something. I was like, no way. I had such a good relationship with, with him. And, um, you know, we had been through a couple steps together. And uh, I was in love. You know what I mean? Like, I love my sponsor. I truly felt like my sponsor was the greatest sponsor in NA, how we always say. Then the pandemic hit. You know what I mean? So, like, before we were still getting together um, at least once a, once or twice a month, I would come up to his neck of the woods or he would come down and that was still filling my cup. You know what I mean? Right. Before he moved away, we were getting together minimum once a week to go out and then once a week to our home group. Yeah. So like from twice a week to twice a month, which I was still content with, you know what I mean? But then the pandemic hit and then I wasn't getting that. And like the camaraderie, you know, NA for me is like not just the meetings. It's also the fellowship. And like, I enjoy fellowshipping with men. You know what I mean? Like I like going out with a group of men and like traveling and going to dinner and going to a cool meeting that we never hit. And, um, we, we were big on that. You know what I mean? But when the pandemic hit, Hmm. it stopped. You know what I mean? Ah, I was just la- I felt like there was a a piece of my program was was missing, you know what I mean? Like here I was struggling to find recovery because recovery was shut down. Mm. Zoom wasn't doing it for me. I know that's a broken record. But it really wasn't. I didn't enjoy it. It didn't do what I was looking for, you know what I mean? So, um, you know, prayer. I prayed on it for a long time, you know what I mean? Like I thought about it for a few months and I really did pray on it. And I thought about a guy who back, even when I was completely content with my sponsor, man, that he, every time I heard him share, he really did something for me. I was like, man, if I ever had to change sponsors, I think I would choose that guy. Mm. You know what I mean? It was kind of like a a little reservation I had (laughs) about sponsorship, but, um, I really started praying when I, and I was thinking about doing it. And then I went to a meeting away and boom, there he was. And he just mm. delivered this message to me that I thought like it was God showing me a sign. You know what I mean? Like mm. I had to make a decision, you know, my recovery is my responsibility. If I'm not getting what I need out of a certain relationship, then it's time to change. That's what my thought was. Right. And I had to do it. It was the hardest thing that I've done <laughs> in recovery. No, no lie. And I still have an amazing relationship with my old sponsor and um, probably still closer with him than I am with my new sponsor just because of, you know, the time. It hasn't been an extremely long time. I don't know, six months maybe? Something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm being patient. Obviously, uh, you know, we need to do things to bond over, you know what I mean? Preferably some steps, you know what I mean? And right. that's not where we're at yet you know i know that there's going to be some bonding that comes along with that uh like last weekend me and my new sponsor went on an amazing trip for the weekend it was like a whitewater rafting trip and we spent a ton of time together 
lots of God moments throughout the weekend. And um, the relationship is growing. You know what I mean? And uh, I am happy with it. Do I have second thoughts sometimes? Yeah. Like, I still think about this isn't working for me. I want to go back to Jay. You know what I mean? Because I love how he thinks. You know what I mean? Like, he thinks about things differently than, than I do. You know what I mean? Like, thinks outside of the box. Like, I could be thinking about a subject in recovery and just have my opinion. And then I, I, I run it over with him, and he just brings something like, wow, I never would think about it like that. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, I appreciate that. And I still get that out of our relationship now. <laughs> now that he's not my sponsor, we're going out once a month again. <laughs> now I feel like I'm getting used. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, you know, I realized today that, like, he's there for me no matter what, whether we call him my sponsor. You know, we're friends still. We still reach out to each other. He's somebody that I thoroughly respect in the program. You know what I mean? And when I bounce things off of him, he gives me an honest answer. And I don't have to call him my sponsor. You know what I mean? I, I, I do like having a sponsor close by. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I like running into my sponsor at a meeting that something wasn't planned and we get to go hang out, you know? Right. That's interesting. So I, I And I think that's part of the exploration. I don't know if we talked about this in the sponsorship episode. We did a sponsorship episode, and I don't even remember if it was... It might have sucked at this point. I have no idea. But just the idea of... I think everybody has a different need to be filled by a sponsor, right? Because I remember my first sponsor, when I first, first got here, we went to meetings every motherfucking night together. And honestly, you can we can talk all that. NA says you call your sponsor and reach out for help. That dude called me every goddamn day and told me what meeting we were going to and what time he was picking me up. And I would have never called him. And that's oh. the truth. Like, I didn't ever even stay clean. There's no way. And I needed that. And I remember the first time I sat in a meeting and a guy shared about how he, you know, he had a sponsor like that early on in his time. And then for whatever reason, later on, it was time to change. And the sponsor he found was not that. And he shared specifically about how it was different. And he just worked steps with his sponsor. That was it. Like they would, they would call him like once every couple of weeks and then he would work steps with him and they never hung out. They were not like any kind of people that would even really get along hanging out. And I remember sitting in that meeting like, oh, shit, there, that's an option, too. Like, I've never even thought that was something like, what does that do? Like the the concept at that point in time in my recovery was well out of my realm of understanding. And, and now I see that, like, people need sponsors for different reasons and they need different things out of the relationship. And definitely early on, there's no way I could have had a sponsor that I didn't see regularly because I'm not a at that point. I was not calling nobody. Yeah. And I would say my understanding of a sponsor went back to the original sponsorship pamphlet. So there's a newer one. Now it's been out. I fuck things probably been out for 10 years now. So I'm really right. going to, but there's an older one that had a line in there that my first sponsor told me. And it's what I tell most of my sponsors, the sponsees. Now it says your sponsor is not your marriage counselor, social worker, mm -hmm. financial advisor, or taxi driver. They are a guide through the 12 steps of narcotics anonymous. Right. On top of that, my, wife tends to talk about her description of you know the the four-legged table in mm -hmm. recovery mm -hmm. like you build your recovery on four legs one of those is god one of those is your step work one of those is your sponsor and the other one is the fellowship and that you know your fellowship leg is different than your sponsorship leg they shouldn't be the same person because if they're the same person and that person uses mm -hmm then you lose two of your legs oh. right away. 
so that you should have a fellowship leg and a sponsorship leg that are independent of each other. That's interesting. I've had both relationships throughout time as I've been clean. Um, so I don't, I don't know that one's better than the other or, or, I mean, I guess if you want to use the God thing, God gives you what you want or I, I don't know. When you had the sponsor that wasn't the buddy, mm-hmm. did you not have a buddy at that point in time in your life or did you still have like a, a recovery hangout buddy? So, I mean, that time is probably now, uh-huh. like, or, and my previous sponsor at the end of that relationship, because he just stopped going to meetings and shit. Right. So, yes, I've always had friends in recovery, but I had the experience that we're talking about where my sponsor was also my best friend, and we fucking hung out all the time. I mean, all the time. And he went through some bad stuff in his life at the same time I was going through some bad stuff in my life, and he basically relapsed and was unavailable and i was fucked i was fucking a you know this is how i looked at it and a had nothing to offer me and there wasn't anybody that i wanted to talk to in na at that time not Ooh. outside of that relationship with him but hurt. he had been my best closest friend plus my sponsor for eight years nine years you know and so when he relapsed i was like i didn't really have anyone else i was close to to talk about and this is the time we were going through a pretty big tragedy in our lives we found out you know my daughters were being molested and at the same time he's going so it's not something that you can just openly talk to fucking anybody about or that i was willing to openly talk to people about or even openly talk about in meetings there was a lot of guilt and shame and embarrassment and anger and resentment all those things that would you would want a person that you trust in a one-on-one relationship with and he wasn't available so i feel like the whole point of this episode was to establish when to change sponsors and now it just seems like the answer is whenever you feel you need to and we should just shut up <laughs> are we done talking is that it thanks for tuning in right yeah. <laughs> great week have a good week everybody now uh i mean so yeah i guess i guess maybe we start at the complete answer and then go into the details maybe the complete answer for when to change sponsors is whenever you feel like you're not getting what you need like and i don't know that that doesn't hold true even if you're not really on the up and up so to speak like i mean even the person who's got seven days clean that's like oh my sponsor's not doing shit for me and and you know this individual is like on that path to using again in three days i mean does does that change the fact that you just change sponsors when you need to change sponsors like yeah so three of the times that i changed sponsors were almost by default like my first sponsor was uh, now my first sponsor was probably the one that was the hardest because I was the closest with him. I had worked through steps one through six or seven. I can't remember now, but we had done the fifth step and done all that. And then he was making his way out. And it was fucking painfully obvious to me and everyone else around that he was making his way out of N.A. and was doing all kinds of crazy shit, going to strip clubs and mm-hmm. all, I mean, just this, you know, one step away from using, mm. wasn't going to meetings, wasn't really doing recovery stuff, but I was like clinging on because <laughs> I loved the guy. I mean, I loved the guy. He'd been my sponsor for four or five years. We had been through a bunch of steps. We were really close and I didn't want to see him go. Um, but eventually it just, I I needed to move on, you know, just because I needed Someone I saw, someone that I saw at meetings, someone I saw living this way of life, and he wasn't doing that anymore, so I made a change. 
Jason, do you consider the other time you were here to be recovery? Like, what do you consider that? Uh, <laughs> not really. No? No. I think I was just here. I mean, at the time, I probably did. Right. Um, But I think I just uh, fellowshiped more than I used the program. You know what I mean? Like, I was just about having fun and meeting people and... You know, I wanted to be clean. I just, uh, you know, I wasn't taking suggestions. I wasn't, uh, I was just trying to be happy. You know what I mean? Right. And my idea of happy now uh, is way different than when I initially came around and eventually relapsed. You know what I mean? I wasn't taking suggestions. I wanted the pretty girl and the nice clothes and the nice house and stuff like that. Those were my goals. You know what I mean? What do you think about changing sponsors then? So, um, initially I came around and, um, I relapsed and Jay and I had a conversation about, you know, he pretty much wanted it to be my idea. He, he gave me this. If you want to see if somebody else has the answers that I'm not giving you, uh, I would invite you to explore those opportunities i don't remember saying that yeah it was something like that he that he was good. like lobbing it up there for like it's my idea that i want to change sponsor but really it was his idea <laughs> and i crack up because my wife says that a lot she'll talk to people that she sponsors that don't call her or she hasn't talked to in a long time and say hey you know maybe someone my fucking ego is too big to think, well, I know I could help you. You're just not doing your part. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I never want to give them that out. Like, that is such a, it's such a kind and humble thing to do to try to give them that out. And oh, I'm like, Billy. Nope, I'm fucking going to make you do it. You got it twisted. Mine's from ego, too. I'm going the Rob Kelly route. If I know it's his fault and he finds another sponsor, I still got 100% success rate. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> there you go. But I, 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 I bit the bait. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get me a new sponsor. <laughs> It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't work at all. Right. Okay. Just curious. I didn't know how that went. Well, and, and this, I think, goes back a little bit to something I hadn't ever thought a ton about until fairly recently, which you and I had talked about, is like there's the fellowship and then there's the program, mm -hmm. and those are two different things. And really the program, Absolutely. the way I've come to understand it, is the 12 steps. Everything else is fellowship. Meetings. Mm -hmm hanging out, activities, all that shit is fellowship. And my sponsor is my key to my program, not necessarily my fellowship. So, and that's a fairly, like say, I never, it's just something I never thought much about. To me, it was always just all encompassing. Like my program was my fellowship, the steps, my service work, and, and they were all sort of connected. And I don't know that they are as much anymore. And that comes from just being a person now who has, a bunch of balls that I'm trying to juggle up in oh, the air. I, I got was going somewhere else. kids <laughs> and activities and, you know, a, a job. And, right. you know, I can't neglect those things, but I can't neglect my recovery. And how do I balance all that out? You know, I can't go to five meetings a week. I can't go to every NA activity. I can't show up at everybody's anniversary. So interestingly enough, Caroline, a couple of weeks ago on that grief episode that everybody was talking about enjoying, mentioned the idea that, sponsors are like therapists and i fucking tightened up and cringed when she said it i was like don't tell me i just spent all that time in school and we're the same um but to a point that she made like in therapy no well some people do come in and just dump their shit and 
meeting one. But a lot of times it takes months of that hour a week getting to know each other, right? We got to build rapport. You have to trust me before you're willing to let me in and tell me some of that shit that you've never told anybody. In the same vein of sponsorship, I think not regularly hanging out with your sponsor or spending time around him. Like if I just linked up with my sponsor to to go over step work, like I'm not going to have that built up trust and faith in their character as an individual and that they're going to trust i mean that they're going to hold my stuff safe right so like i i get what you're saying i I do think the sponsor is more of like the guide through the program and not so much the fellowship aspect but without the fellowship and how do you put your your stock in them to tell them that shit i have come to understand that my trust in this process of recovery is not in the people it's in the process and the program. So that sponsor is, I don't want to say a placeholder. I don't mean it that way because obviously I got to make some judgments when I get a sponsor. I want to do some thoughtful investigation before I just pick any old person to be my sponsor. But my trust is in the program and doing my part, not in the necessarily in the individual. Because – all the guys that I've had as my sponsors and tr- that guy that I trusted with my fifth step and then he went and used. I didn't know he was going to go use when I fucking told him my whole fifth step. <laughs> you know what I mean? I, that was the farthest, you know, at that point in my mind, he was fucking clean the rest of his life. <laughs> you know, like, and he was always going to be here and more time than me. And, and at that moment, that's what he was. The thing I was thinking, though, uh, is what you what you said about your sponsor is just this. He is just there to guide you through the 12 steps, and he's not your financial advisor, and he's not your therapist. I think that's the biggest crock of shit that I've heard. <laughs> and they did change the pamphlet, so maybe you're right. Maybe yeah, because my sponsor was literature. all of that. He was my therapist. I told him what was going on in my love life. And uh, I think it's just I think it's just a kind of an excuse we use so we don't have sponsees asking us for money. <laughs> and I, I honestly don't know More that rides it, everywhere. Yeah, I don't know that it said financial advisor. I think it said banker. Yeah, right. Oh, so true. yeah, I, I think it was money. That oh yeah, they were financial talking about. advisor remember, might be okay. So banker. Yeah, I remember when I had like six months clean. I pulled up to his house in a brand new truck, and he's like. You should have talked about this before you did that. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, uh, it says don't make no uh, major purchases or something. I don't know where it says that. But- I, I, don't know. I probably made that shit up. But I got a sponsor now <laughs> that's like job hopping and career changing. And I kind of, I don't slight him for it. Like, I'm not mad at him or anything. But I do think when I see this kind of stuff that he does on Facebook, I'm like, damn, that kind of would have been nice if we'd have talked about like mm-hmm. your motivations for that. And why are you doing that? And And look, after talking to him, seemed like his motivations were totally 100 percent in the right place but like why not run that by somebody and see if they have any thoughts on it before yeah see and as a sponsor i'm always like i'm the fucking i am only interested in what you want to do about your problem and how i can help you know what i mean Mm. you want to go create a bunch of chaos in your life if you talk to me first we can try to work through it but if not once you make the chaos there's no point of me just judging you and pointing out all your fucking shortcomings it's (laughs) how do we get through that and learn and grow from it you know know, i mean it's just a different way of looking at it it's interesting though because to jason's point i kind of i'm kind of with you like i I get that my only real job requirement so to speak as a sponsor is to help people through the 12 steps but my goal has always been to help them live a better life than what they were and if i am a few pages further in the book on 
how to eat nutritiously or how to manage my money and budget. Like, why wouldn't I also share that information with them if they seem to be struggling, right? If I used to struggle with sleeping with every woman I encountered and they're sleeping around and they don't want to anymore, why wouldn't I also, like, it just yeah. seems natural. And I would say for me, the the point isn't necessarily that I won't get advice from other people on things. It's that I can't necessarily think that my sponsor is going to have all the answers to all my problems all the time. That first sponsor that I love so much and, and great guy and I don't everything that he gave me to build the foundation of our recovery on was great. He's a fucking womanizer and he ran around cheated on his wife and shit all the time. Mm. And I knew that. So there's levels of like dishonesty and and lying and manipulation there that you know, so I didn't go to him for fucking marriage advice, that's for sure, you right. know? I, he wasn't my relationship person. But I don't, I, it wasn't like he gave me bad information, just he wasn't the only source of information for everything. What did I he mean, have that you wanted? I can't be better than everyone at everything all the time, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I can't have all the information for everyone all the this time. One. Yeah. <laughs> I think it just shows that different people need different things and there's no cookie cutter a hundred percent scenario. Yeah. You know what I mean? What I need out of a sponsor is completely different than what someone else needs or even a sponsor he needs. Yeah. And there are those people that are like the, like you said, pick people up and call them and drag them out to meetings and you need to do this and you need, and I don't, I mean, as a, like say, that's the opposite of me, but I don't think there's a wrong. I think like you said, people, need that i mean we all come in here with different skill sets and abilities and backgrounds and upbringings and you know so has anybody here ever changed a sponsor when there was not any external major change in the relationship mm. no I, I don't i don't think i have no i mm. i kind of think i have but i also didn't at the same time like i had every intention of changing my sponsor i had been through the 12 steps twice with them and i just felt it was time to get some new perspective in my life and i was going to do that before i moved but then i moved an hour away and i made the commitment to finish out the 12 with them and then i switched but there was still there was the move right so i can't right. say i did it without the major change but i i had i was going to and i've had i think two guys that i've sponsored through all 12 steps switch i don't know if that counts as a major but that's because at the end of the steps i'm like all right do you want to get a new sponsor like now's the time i you know if you want to switch <laughs> whoa well i mean not that i fire them but i'm just like hey i we've went through the steps now if you know i'll go through them again with you if you want and and one of them has stayed with me and now he doesn't Billy's ever call dangling me dangling a shiny necklace See? like <laughs> you yeah. want a new sponsor <laughs> Yeah, I think that I'm building such a relationship with the sponsor that I just want it to last longer. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm looking for, I don't know if that makes sense, but like I was looking for a friend. You know what I mean? I was looking mm. for somebody with a lot of clean time that knew the program that I could lean on. But do I need that person to be my sponsor? Can I just have a friend that I do that? And that's what I have now. Yeah, that's too, you know, it's, that's how it ended up. Right. My first time, man, I tried to get a girlfriend that had that. I figured it was best <laughs> of both worlds. Did you ask a woman to sponsor you? I you? did before I got clean, yeah. She had big breasts. No alternative <laughs> motives there, I'm right? Saying. <laughs> uh, complete alternative motives. Uh, she gave me her boyfriend's phone number. I was so yeah. depressed. It's like I'm using oh, tonight. That's good stuff. Damn it. <laughs> that's not well, that I didn't would. work the way I thought it would. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I was all giving myself credit for like being ballsy and mm -hmm. going and talking to her. It did not work. But it's weird, like my 
needs as a sponsee have flip-flopped over the years. So early on, like, I definitely had to have a sponsor that I saw regularly, like, that I saw at meetings, that I hung out with, you know, that I did stuff with. Now it's the opposite of that. And I actually learned that skill, how to do that well, from a guy that I sponsored that lived up here and moved to Florida. And he moved to Florida, and that fucking guy called me and kept more in touch with me than anybody I sponsored up here at all. I talked to him more. We did step work over fucking Zoom before that was even cool. This was like four or five years ago, you know, and and we were doing FaceTime, you know. We would do our step work that way, and we went down to Florida and visited him, and he would visit when he came up. And it just, like, it was like, wow, he really put the fucking work in to make that work, and so as I, you know, gotten a point where most recently I had the same sponsor for quite a few years, he kind of stopped coming to meetings. I don't know if we've talked about, I know we've talked about it on here, but he pretty much just kind of got busy with life and he went through a divorce and he moved and just kind of stopped doing recovery. I think he's still clean, but he definitely doesn't do any program fellowship stuff. You know, when I started looking for a new sponsor, I realized, you know, that it it takes work. And so now my sponsor doesn't live right in this area, but I put in the effort to, like, call them, make time to meet up with them, you know, shoot them a text every, you know, week or two if I don't talk to them. And it, I try to put that effort in to maintain that relationship. This episode has been brought to you in part by Voices of Hope, Inc., a nonprofit recovery organization made up of people in recovery, family members, and allies. Together, members strive to protect the dignity of those that use drugs and those in recovery by advocating for treatment, harm reduction and support resources, and mentoring. Please visit us at www.voicesofhopemaryland.org and consider donating to our calls. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Is there a certain time when you have to change your sponsor or is it always a choice? And, and I think the first thing that pops up in my mind when I ask that is Relapse. if they use, right? Yeah. If they use, do you have to change them? Hmm. Yeah. I would yeah. say, yeah. You I think so? Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. And so I, I'm not disagreeing. I think if somebody presented this question to me, I'm probably suggesting they change sponsors, but I'm thinking about it and, and going to some other fellowships, right? And these other fellowships, the goal is usually not complete abstinence at all, right? The goal is a, a progressively better life, right? Whether that's progressively longer times between acting out behavior for sex addicts or whether that's like increasingly better boundaries in your Al-Anon program. Like the goal is not really complete abstinence and, and nor is relapse looked at as any complete failure of your program. It's like, okay, hey, you were on a good stretch there. You, you know, you slipped up once. Let's get you back in, in tune. 
they don't celebrate clean time as you know voraciously it's not as big of a deal and in fact a lot of the the sex addict programs not that there aren't the select few individuals that do get clean from their acting out behaviors and stay that way for years but most of them it's like hey you know i put a good six months together life's been really good yeah i did have this slip but like now i'm back in i got two more good months like it's just not as structured the way na is i guess is what i'm trying to say and for them i don't think they would think twice about keeping their sponsor if the guy acted out it would be like okay so true what? but in fairness it seems like those are more and i i'm guessing because i don't know but that those are more programs where there are things that you kind of need to do i mean like food you need to eat so if you're a food addict Mm -hmm. you know you have to try to manage and that's way hard like i don't know how i could take prescription medication and still try to be in you know an abstinence-based recovery program like i know some people can manage that fuck not me man i gotta be off of everything because i abuse the shit out of anything (laughs) yeah that's my worst nightmare and yeah that's mine too is that i'll get like one of them back injuries or some long-term sustaining injury that i gotta take some sort of pain management for fuck dude that's a i would be so scared to death that that would happen but you know like Food or or sex? I mean, I guess you could abstain from sex for the rest of your life. Gambling? But that sounds fucking terrible. Gambling? Uh yeah, I don't gamble. Interpersonal relationships? I guess that's what Al-Anon deals with. Well, and I <laughs> and I learned more from the sex thing when we talked to people from the different SA and SAA. Like to me, the sex addiction is always just about the physical act of sex, and apparently, there's a lot more to it oh, than yeah. just that. So yeah, that's a little different. So, uh, and this might not be popular with. Uh, everybody but my opinion would be the person who's able to find a healthy relationship and continue to interact with a behavior or substance that they do want to continue with in their life and not completely eliminate I say they have done more work and gotten way healthier than the person who just never goes near the substance to begin with Mm. I mean they've done the work to be able to do it some and not have that same reaction to it well i don't have any experience with a lot of the fellowships you just named <laughs> yeah. i'm programmed complete abstinence my right. experience is in na right i'm all about if my sponsor uses i'm getting a new one <laughs> yeah i would I agree yeah i just don't have any experience with those other ones and it all seems yeah they and all I've made the like change reasons. twice for exactly that reason they used yeah. So let's get a new sponsor. So and, and I think I think this looks different. I mean, if your sponsor, you know, fucking shoots meth or something and he goes on, you know, a three month bender, yeah, you might not be able to have him sponsor you during that three months at least. If your sponsor goes out and decides he has a drink on vacation and says, you know, that's just not the life I want to live. I did, I had a, three drinks while I was in Cancun, whatever, you know, with the wife, we came home. I don't want to do that. I'm just going to start my clean time over. I don't necessarily think that he's lost any information or recovery. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, I mean, that gets back to the idea of most of life. Like, if you're looking for hard rules, I don't know that you're going to find any hard rules on stuff like, I mean, because I would think that now, like, if my sponsor now went to Cancun and, and had a drink, I don't know that I would, fi- if he came back and went right back to what he was doing before me, like, holy fuck, I can't believe I did that. But I'm getting my sponsor. experience has been the ones that have used, they haven't stuck <laughs> around or come back. <laughs> right. How are you going to feel at your anniversary, though, when your sponsor's picking up his 90-day key tag and sponsoring you with 21 years? Right. 
So uh, and funny, how does that just, look? Yeah, like, that was one of the things that that we just talked about earlier before we started was. Like I've always thought, your sponsor has to have more time than you. You know, it's got to be somebody that has more time than you. And recently, I mean, I had two issues in our area. <laughs> the first being, there's not that many people that have more time than me. At least that are not actively working a program of recovery in our area here in Cecil County. And I, you know, haven't reached out far beyond this little geographic area to build relationships. I know a handful of people outside of this area. Um, so it was hard to find someone just that had more time than me. But then people that like have a lot of time and are actively engaged in a program of recovery. And by that, I mean have a you know home group that they go to regularly, go to like events or at least participate in NA shit that sponsor people that you know are active in their recovery program. Like those are things that I was looking for. In this area, there's not a lot of them. <laughs> like, there was, it was a very short list of people that I got to pick from. I, I thought the sponsor with less time than you was weird until I ran into it with my sponsor and his sponsor previously, and he had like two less years. But I, I still had this concept, and I think I still do, that your sponsor has to be further along spiritually than you. Or something like that. Recovery wise, like there's some measurement that, that they've got to have more of than you do, even if they've got less time. And I don't really truly believe that, but it's still the idea in my head. Yeah, I don't agree with either one of that. Really? For for I think once you get so far along in recovery, 10, 15 years, if you meet somebody with that same time, you you still have a lot to offer each other. I know when uh, when you were shopping for a sponsor... Like, I was like, why don't you have this guy be your sponsor? And you were like, eh, we're too close in time, age, but you got like 17 years clean. Right. And he's got 18. What's the difference? You still have a lot to offer each other. And I was, I, I didn't understand at the time. And I, I still feel the same way. I think that once you get 15, 20 years clean, you meet somebody like used to. If I didn't know who's, who's sponsor, I, I would totally believe that he is your sponsor or vice versa. Because you guys have a lot of clean time and both have a lot of different views and things to offer each other. So I think it could work either way. Yeah, and see, as a sponsor, I'm definitely looking for the person that is spiritually on, I feel like, in a different place than me. I don't know. Further is a bad way to look at it, I believe. Because (laughs) now I picked my sponsor that I have now based on he does a lot of things that I don't do or wasn't doing. I'm getting better at them now, but he's like with 30 plus years clean. He's very enthusiastic about the program. Still going to four or five meetings a week. Sponsors a fucking ton of guys. Does a bunch of sponsor family ship stuff. Like, Oh, he's totally not recovering. Just really engaged. You know what I mean? Like, like right now he's fully immersed in NA. If you go over to Harford County, like everybody knows who he is. They see him around. He's not the guy that fucking only shows up at his home group, and nobody knows who the fuck you're talking about. Like, I hope I'm that way at 30 years. Clean. Yeah, oh, he's and, great. And so he's that great. is very like that was very appealing and attractive to me to be like that is someone who is in a different spiritual place with their program than I am because I was to the point where I'm like. 
I'm good. It's like a maintenance thing. I show up at my home group once a week. I might hit an event here and there just to say hi to some old friends, but I'm good. Now you're describing me. Stop. And so, yeah, that's me. That's I'm that. And so I looked for something different than that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that goes along with what I said that he thinks about things so much different than I do. You know what I mean? Why would you want a sponsor that thinks just like you? How's that going to bring something new to the table? Right. You well, know what I mean? And that, I think that's why, and that's where my brain struggles sometimes to wrap its head around it because we say we want we want to pick a sponsor that has what we want, right? And, and I guess that doesn't necessarily state we can't also already have that too. Like we could pick a sponsor at the same level that we're like, yeah, those things in him are attractive. I also have those things in him, right? Like that's why I always think of this like they need to be on this other level or something. Mm -hmm. Like it's if they don't have what I want or if I already have what they have, why why would they be a good sponsor? Don't they have to be somewhere further along for me to something different to the table, I think. Just something different. Yeah, something different for sure. And see, I've had a sponsor that was like a Buddhist and then my sponsor before this one was very christian like jesus christian e mm. which was difficult you know and, and again i well i mean i picked him because it was just different like i knew that was an area that i was lacking that i struggled in a faith and belief in a higher power well, and he seemed work. to be no. <laughs> very locked in with his you know i, I don't it think just, it helped i'm just i'm not me. in a bad way you oh. I, I, like i don't think you got closer to jesus because he was your sponsor no, if that's what you picked. Not at for. all. <laughs> no, I didn't pick him to get. I, again, when I, I think I said this to Jason earlier. It, I don't pick them because I want to necessarily be like them. I pick them because I want to be open minded and I want to explore new ideas and see if you know. Like if I just have my ideas, my ideas in and of themselves are inherently not good for me. Mm. But if I can measure them and balance them against other ideas i can see if they're really good or really not so good i mean with time clean you do start to develop some level of you know ability to think for yourself and have rational thought and not be a complete fucking idiot you know so Hmm. i just can't necessarily (laughs) trust all my ideas i still need is this a sure fact for everyone with clean time i'm just curious So you just made me think about, like, why did I pick Jay as my sponsor? And then as as I sat here and listened to you and I sat here and thought about it, like, I didn't pick him. I I asked a guy to sponsor me. I was, like, 30 days out of treatment, and I asked a guy to sponsor me, and um, he told me no. He's like, (laughs) he said, I got a business and I got a boat that I just bought. (laughs) No bull. And uh, he's like, I got a ton of (laughs) – That's who it was. <laughs> wow. And he was like, I got a yeah. ton of sponsees. And he said, uh, I just don't have time for you. I'll be doing you injustice. Uh-huh. And he says, go point, go ask that guy over there. And um, I, I had seen Jay a few times, but I'd never spoken to him. And like, it would be great for if I could sit here and tell you, oh, I picked him because, you know, he was honest and, you know, he had all these great characteristics. He was a great dad and all. But these are just things that I found out later. Right. Initially, I picked him because... Some Sounds guy like in the meeting told, told me no. <laughs> now, I truly believe in my heart that was God putting somebody right. in my life and doing for me what I couldn't do for myself. You know, I truly believe that. But it'd be a lie if I told you, you know, I picked him because all of his great, you know, characteristics, but because I didn't. Those were things I learned later on down the road, you know? 
I'm glad Mike redeemed himself with the. I have a lot of sponsees and shit. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The business in the boat. I was like, boat. whoa, <laughs> god damn, dude! I like my weekends, man. Fuck right. off. <laughs> <laughs> and he's a good guy. He was yeah. being honest, you know. Yeah. So, is there any other reason besides using that you would think is a necessity? Like, there's there's a rule where if a sponsor does this, you you need to move on. Neglects you. Maybe like they don't fucking answer your calls for a certain amount of time or something. Or? I mean, I haven't had this experience, but I've heard horror stories of sleeping with each other's wives or sponsees sleeping with sponsors' wives or vice you versa. You don't make me tell this story, ain't you? <laughs> I was wondering if so, it was going to come out. I mean, out. I would say there's some interpersonal boundaries there that, like, you know. All right, uh, <laughs> podcast world. So. I got a sponsor. I don't know this story, so I don't think oh, I'm really? setting you up for this. I think yeah. you do know this story. Oh, do uh, maybe I? you don't. Maybe don't you know. did tell. So me. I got a sponsor when I first got here. I I still I was clean. I was working steps. I was hitting a lot of shit ton of meetings. I just wanted to feel better still though, and I was still acting from a place of instant gratification. I I still lived in a place which I did for a long time after this too of. Uh, the jokingly flirting with pretty much every woman as like a, a possible in to sleeping with them. Um, and I, same behavior around my sponsor's wife. Uh, and then one day she called me out of the blue and was like, Hey, you know, he, he goes to work at this time at night, stopped down a little after that. And, and I was, uh, I convinced myself I was going there because I couldn't hurt her feelings on the phone. I was just going to go and in person explain why I couldn't, even though I wanted to. And that is definitely not what happened when I got there. <laughs> right. Uh, and, and we slept together and it, and it came out like six months later and then, you know, hurt people, hurt people. My sponsor shared my fourth step with my current girlfriend and tried to sleep with her and maybe did. I don't know at this point. I have no idea, but hmm. it was a disaster. Um, you know, and, and one of those things that I, I, hoped i would never do again and and it was a learning experience i guess i don't know it's pretty cruddy you know but, if we look i at mean it. did you honestly feel like like yeah i think i want to keep that guy as oh a sponsor. no we were definitely <laughs> right. done as sponsors <laughs> right. yeah that's a reason to change sponsors yeah, i mean look we definitely. were we were hitting meetings together every night we were working together every day like on the same little crew at work uh i mean he he did have the you know like recovery i guess to pull me up at work and tell me he found out like, I was thought that was kind of, it hurt, but it was, like, kind of nice that he was able to do that. And then, like, three days later, he took a shit in my Rubbermaid lunchbox. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're even. And I still couldn't blame him for that. Right, yeah, right. Like, ah, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, yeah, I would I would say, and yeah, I was going to ask if either of you guys have been fired, because that's, I guess, one of those times I was fired, I'm assuming. like As a sponsor? As I've a, been sponsor. As a sponsee. I have. Not been fired as a sponsee. You've been fired I've, as a sponsee? Yeah, Jack cut me loose. Did he? Yeah. Ooh. Huh. That stings. If I wasn't high, I would, probably would have hurt my feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I got fired in a different program because I told the guy that my plan was I wasn't ever going to interact with this one female again. And uh, when the moment came, I didn't find myself capable of doing that. And he was like, you lied to me. I can't sponsor you anymore. Ooh. And I was like, bro, I didn't lie. I told you what I want to be my truth. I just didn't feel capable when it happened. And he was like, nope. Patty. I was like, ooh. Yeah. yeah. I had a therapy session about that, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and my therapist kind of sided with him. I really? Was, not really. She didn't really side with him, but she helped me to see some other perspective. And I'm still, I think I'm still bitter. So <laughs> if you're 
changing sponsors. Like, so I've always felt an obligation to let my previous sponsor know that I yes. was getting a new sponsor. But this last time, I, I didn't. I mean, the guy hasn't been to fucking meetings in like two years. Well, there Do you I go. Owe him a fucking there's what there's a behavior that you got to fire your sponsor over if he doesn't tell his last sponsor that he's leaving him. I gotta yeah. let you go, Billy. That's <laughs> funny. The proper etiquette for getting a new sponsor, because I go like everything I say and do with sponsees is hundred percent what my sponsor did with me. You know what I mean? So my sponsor was like, let your sponsor know before you get a new sponsor. Like, look, I'm I'm gonna get a new sponsor. And then I see guys that do the opposite. They're like shopping for sponsors, ask someone to sponsor them before they let their sponsor know. And uh I told a guy that I was like, Man, I think you're doing that backwards. He was like, Well, you don't quit a job before you find a new one. And I kinda yeah. understand his point. Yeah, you know. Kind what if he of, says no. But <laughs> right to defend myself in this case so my sponsor didn't come to my last anniversary he hasn't been to a meeting in two plus years he's missed other sponsee brothers anniversary like he's actively fucking left the fellowship Uh, it's not like he's at another meeting that i might run into him next week and be like oh by the way and i probably would if i ran into him at a meeting i'd be like hey great to see you by the way i got it but i'm not gonna fucking track him down like he's i mean i could it wouldn't be a big deal but so i got that from talking with someone else who had a similar situation and said they went through the efforts to track down their old and kept calling and all that stuff and finally their old sponsor said Look, would you just leave me alone? I don't want to do that anymore. That's why I'm not coming to meetings and not doing any of that. Fucking please just leave me alone. And awesome. I thought, ow, I don't want to hear that. Don't My you deserve hurt. <laughs> Why not just say that, though? Don't you deserve that? I feel he should just tell you in the beginning before he abandoned you. Right. Hey, get a new sponsor because I'm not programming anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and it's weird. I, I mean, I don't know. Again, not... In in this case of what I know, I don't know that it was an active, like, one day he woke up and said, I'm not doing NA anymore. It was like he went through his divorce, and then he moved kind of out to a fairly rural area that's outside of... It, it would take him, and this is an excuse because you could still do it, but it would take him like a half hour, 45 minutes one way to get to a meeting, even on the closest nights, to get out to where our home group was would have been like an hour from where he was, and... And, again, you could do those things, but I think it's just a natural progression of, well, now I'm way out here, and it's not so convenient, and now I'm dating people that aren't in recovery, and, you know, it's... And so it just slowly happened over time, because he still sponsored me, and we went over step work at a time where he wasn't really actively going to meetings, but I could tell it was, you know, going south. So I'll give you a little reprieve for that, but I I still think there's, like shoot a text message, leave a voicemail. Like, you don't even have to talk to him direct because you're right, he's kind of gone. I get it. Mm-hmm. But, you know. But my other sponsors, a, a I've postcard. always felt like it was an obligation to tell them, you know, to let them know. Yeah. Out of just respect or whatever. Uh, yeah, it depends on your respect level. I don't think the order matters. Now, if they I, use I and aren't that. around, are you supposed to I track them down? Like, If they're getting high, no, I'm not going to go find them. No, that speaks for itself. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. But I don't I don't give a fuck about the like I don't care if you tell your sponsor, Hey, I'm I'm gonna switch sponsors, I need to let you go, I love you and then get the sponsor or if you get the sponsor to make sure that they can and then tell it like I don't think it matters. 
So what I did was I talked to my new sponsor. I just said, are you available for sponsorship? And then we had that conversation. And then um, I said, well, I want to have a conversation with my sponsor before we make the commitment. I was still in the middle of writing step 11 when I talked to my new sponsor. And I was like, hey, I'm pretty sure I'm going to get you to sponsor me. I'm just going to finish up these 12 first. <laughs> so in the same idea of that, should you talk about you're thinking about getting a new sponsor with your current sponsor? Like, should would, would it be a helpful and useful tool to say, hey, uh, sponsor, I don't know. I've been feeling like this isn't working out so well anymore. Or, you know, maybe when I finished at 12, I was thinking maybe I'd like get some other direction. What do you, what do you think about that? Is that useful? Uh, I think it definitely could be depending yeah. on your sponsor's attitude with things. You know what I mean? If you got a good sponsor, I think it's definitely <laughs> valid, you know? Well, it's like any healthy relationship. I mean, it's just like a breakup relationship. Right. Like, do you ride it till the fucking thing Wheels fall off? Yeah. crashes right. into the right a flaming pile yeah, of if shit? If you got somebody do you... you don't want to talk to anyway, why am I going to right. share extra information with you? And most of the time that sponsees have, have fired me, it's never been like, oh my God, I, can't, I don't know where that came from. It's been like, Somebody that wasn't really calling me or using me anyway. And, yeah. And I've had the awkward thing of guys not telling me that I wasn't their sponsor anymore and then hearing through rumor that they got a new sponsor. That's always awkward. But, really? you know, usually. Anybody you were close to? Huh? Anybody you were actually, like, close to and working with? Uh, Somewhat. Huh. I'll tell you here later. Okay. <laughs> I hear you. But, uh, yeah, it's. You know, as being fired as a sponsor, you usually can kind of tell that it's not really working so <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> I'm picturing being in the middle of writing step 10 and you go to your sponsor and you're like, hey, man, you know, I'm in the middle of 10. I was just thinking maybe when I finish up these 12, I'll, you know, get some new perspective from somebody else, so and so or whatever. And they're like, yeah, you're fired. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hard to deal with. That would be yeah. fucked. I don't know. I think if you if you think you can't yeah, tell your sponsor, sponsor. Yeah. right? If you yeah. think you can't tell your sponsor already, you might want to reevaluate if you have the best sponsor in that. Yeah, night. if you got yeah. sponsors working on shit, then he should be okay with that. Hmm. I mean, and that's exactly my attitude of saying that to people when they complete twelve. Like, hey, maybe you're looking for some new perspective or looking for somebody that's got something different to offer. Like, now's a good time that you're starting back at the beginning. Now would be a great time. And there's my ego. Idea. I'm like, I've grown the whole time. I was sponsoring you. I have new shit for you. <laughs> yeah. And I think so. And, and so you talked about the whole sponsor for life idea, Jason. And I was thinking the same thing originally in my life. I was like, I'll get one guy. He'll continue to grow and stay ahead of me. And I'll continue to grow and learn from him. And that is not my experience whatsoever. No. Yeah. That is people grow at the, and that is in the literature, doesn't it say people grow at different rates and different yeah. something something it says and you know. And that's definitely true. Well, and I don't I think this is kinda universal for people's recovery, but we go through periods of like in intense or more, you know, viable growth and then we go through periods where we kinda sit with that growth and see what it feels like until we learn what else pops up that isn't growth yet, right? And so, uh, I mean, if you, you're in a period of working your 12 steps, your sponsor's kind of in a period of like taking back, kicking back, not working as hard on steps, just learning himself some more, that doesn't mesh up at the end of those 12, right? Like that ends up where you feel like, I don't want to say healthier than your sponsor, but in a place where they can't really help you much. Yeah. yeah. So I was just sitting here thinking what's funny is 
I have definitely had times in my recovery where it probably would have been a major benefit if my sponsors would have fired me as a sponsee, said, hey, you know, I don't think I'm really doing you a service. I think you should find another sponsor or whatever nice way you say that. I've never fired a sponsee ever. And only because I got that from one of my previous sponsors said, I'm here to help people when they want to get help. If they don't want to do nothing, that's on them. If they want to work, I'm here to help them. And, you know, I don't fire sponsees. So I've always hung on to that because it's easy. It's lazy. And it doesn't require me to make any awkward conversations. So it's perfect. (laughs) Fits. (laughs) I did. Yeah? Yeah. I... A guy asked me to sponsor him, and then, like, a few months later, um, he then he told me he was on maintenance. And I said, uh, I was not the guy for him. Mm. I said, uh, you know, there are guys, guys, there's somebody out there for you, but I'm not him. Did you work any steps with him or anything? Uh, we didn't go over any steps, but I had him work in the first step. And and what was the theory? I don't want to dig in too much to this. Um, my program... <laughs> is a program of complete abstinence. I thought that he could truly benefit somebody from somebody who come from maintenance background. Somebody, I've never been on maintenance. Um, I don't have a lot of experience with it. I thought he could truly benefit from somebody who come from maintenance to clean. You know what I mean? And I could definitely see that. I, I don't have that experience either, but I would hope they would talk to me about that before they asked me to sponsor him yeah. because then we could have that conversation and say hey, I was kind of hurt know. a little bit that yeah. he waited so long to tell me so but that's sad because it just points out the shame that people have coming in on maintenance yeah, yeah well we tell them not to talk Stick in our up. home group so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how they gonna feel welcome and open to talk about it <laughs> they're not listening yet <laughs> uh, maybe maybe uh, so uh, did he like, did you talk to him and he, his plan was to stay on that for the rest of his life or? Um, we talked about it. I, I, I actually like, like referred a few guys. I'm like, talk to this guy about it. I know he's got some experience with being on the program and detoxing proper. There's not a lot of those people. I don't know a lot of those people, but there's a handful of them that I know that actually <laughs> was on maintenance and literally detox the way the doctor said and lived a clean life with na so i pushed a few of those guys in his direction you know what i mean so i tried to help him the best i could i sponsored a guy that was on suboxone at one point who i said and this was dude early on in the suboxone shit like i didn't even understand what it was at this point and i was like oh he said, my doctor gave me suboxone. It's supposed to help with not using. I was like, oh, I've never heard of it. I was like, well, how long do you you know, use it for or whatever? Like, I don't know how it worked. And he's like, I don't know. I'll ask my doctor the next time I go. And so we were hitting meetings and shit. And he went back to his doctor and he came back. He's like, my doctor said, you don't come off of this. You just stay on it for really? life. Huh. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, I never heard of this shit at the time. This was, I don't know, 2006, seven, something huh. like that. That's Eight, great. maybe. I know. I shocked so i don't i mean now i would probably work steps with some ounce box and i don't give oh, a I fuck at this fuck. point yeah <laughs> you would? but but back i mean i'd want to have i'd have that honest conversation and say i don't have that experience i don't know much about it all i can tell you is from an abstinence-based perspective because that's how i live and that's well know. i'm just looking back at even before like changing my mind about that i, I probably would have held a pretty strict we can't work steps till you're clean or whatever by na's definition yeah. 
but I can still sponsor you and we can do other shit. Like you can read on pamphlets yeah. and write on I would on do them that and, too. Like but we just I know it steps. says in the first page, the step guide, once we become absent from all drugs, then we begin the work steps. Well, let me, and, and this is, I don't think it's breaking anonymity because I'm not saying any names. Except I've sponsored some people on fucking psych meds that they might as well have been high as fuck because, <laughs> you know what I mean? The, the lack of emotion. So, I don't know if I want to even say this now. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Now we want to hear. There right. is a, an emotional disconnect that happens with people that are on certain psych meds that when you do step work with someone who's not on medication and someone that is, it's a clear, like, it's it's obvious as, mm. you know, I've done a lot of first steps with a lot of people and a lot of first couple steps with a lot of people. And, and very and, few 12 steps with anybody. Yeah, very few 12 <laughs> steps. I think three, three. Wow. Um, how many first steps would you say, Don? I know I'm interrupting, but how many oh first God. steps? A hundred? Like literally a hundred? Probably a hundred, yeah. Holy fuck. And That's only crazy three numbers. 12 steps. But, wow. Three yeah, percent success rate. I mean, so again, but That's that goes say, back right? to these are people that I would never in a fucking million years tell them they needed to come off their psych meds that they go to their psychiatrist for i don't i'm not a doctor i don't know your mental illness i don't want to be responsible for any of that shit but they're in the program and they're clean and i I mean i don't think they're not i just you know they're definitely on a medication that hinders their ability to have that spiritual emotional connection that i experience through the 12 (laughs) steps and so i don't know i don't know We all have different reasons, different things we're looking for in a sponsor. Like, say, to say that I necessarily go out and look for a sponsor that has, like, at this point in my life, I, and maybe I'm wrong, but I look for more spiritual things. I'm not looking for material things from a sponsor. I don't really care if they're married and have kids and have a house and all that shit, where those were things that were really important early in my recovery. Like, I wanted a sponsor that was you know, married and had a family and knew how to do those things because that's where I was at in my life. Now, that's not so important to me to have in a sponsor. How old were you? What, when I got clean? Yeah. 26. And you were, you wanted, like, marriage? and Like, that was the last fucking thing I wanted my sponsor. I wanted a sponsor oh, yeah. that, like, slept with a lot Dude, of women. I always and wanted a bunch of Had a of nice kids. car. So that was <laughs> my life using that. No, not the nice car, but yeah. I just slept around and had no long-lasting relationships and you know that was my whole life so when i came in i was like all i wanted to do was like my bullshit settle down and get married and have a family and be a fucking normal person i mean not be the train wreck that i was i wanted them to be like clean and and share really good too but (laughs) i didn't necessarily care if they were like had a great family life well i think by default your first sponsor is always someone that shares really good because that's like that's what makes them appealing. Right. Oh, wow. Listen to them. Well, I think I in the be beginning, <laughs> you're just getting somebody. For me, I was just getting somebody. I didn't know. I didn't shop. I didn't really mm. put a whole lot of thought into it. And see, that's what's interesting when Billy said, like, he was thinking through getting his most recent sponsor and all these factors. And I think it ties into what you just said about what we are looking for in our sponsor originally is also kind of what motivates us to change sponsors, right? And so to tie that stuff together i do think what we want changes over time right the healthier we get the longer we're here we're looking for something else if our sponsor no longer has 
fits that bill. If he hasn't grown in that direction, not to say that he hasn't grown, but if he hasn't grown in that direction that we're looking for now or that we're interested in, yeah, I guess it is maybe time to, you know, reevaluate that situation. But you mentioned thinking a lot about the factors around your sponsor. And I tend to, not that there isn't some background thought on like, does this fit? Is the situation good? And that kind of stuff. But I think I'm more guided by feel, which I guess is like a, a, a universal power, higher power kind of deal. Like I, I think I'm like guided to the vibe. I'm, and and I can think, oh, well, there's just as many reasons this won't work as it will. But if that vibe is telling me that's where I need to be or that's where I not, I don't need to be, like I I didn't leave my last sponsor because I thought he was a bad guy or, or, you know, wasn't there for me. I left because the vibe felt like this just isn't right anymore. Hmm. And so I don't think as much. And my last sponsor or my current sponsor, I totally picked for all intellectual reasons. We didn't really have a great relationship. We knew each other because we've both been around a long time and had seen each other at meetings and heard each other share. But we weren't right. we weren't really friends. We didn't even know each other that well. And I was like, hey, will you be my sponsor? He said, yeah. And then we've built <laughs> that relationship from there. And now we get along really well. But yeah. it was... I guess there wasn't really much feel that went to it. It's like, here's a guy that's doing a bunch of things that I want. I see his, and I'm getting to that point in my life. So my kids are older now. I have a lot more free time. I can get to more meetings. I can be more engaging in my program. Mm -hmm. Five, ten years ago, I just I had three kids that were young and sports and shit going on. I didn't feel like I had that level of time. But now I do. And, you know, for those intellectual reasons, I picked him, and it's great. We get along great. But I've put in effort. He puts in effort. We meet in the middle and, you know. Pre-pandemic, I was sponsoring like nine dudes or something like that. And I had this little list. Keep track, you know. Don't want to forget nobody. <laughs> I'm down to, I think, two. Maybe. Yeah. I- I'm not even sure. I'm, I'm sure about one. Not very many sure. new people ever ask me to sponsor them because I tell them, oh, I'm not the guy that's going to be your babysitter. I'm really, mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. If that's what you need, that's fine, but that's not me. <laughs> I, I think I'm scared to take on sponsees now. Not that I wouldn't take on, like nobody's asking, which is I'm thankful for, but I I feel like I'm in a place where I'm so unsure of my attachment to 12-step. I don't know. Like it. I All say this that therapy's done wrecked your brain. It has. No. Well, look, here's the crazy thing. I say that I'm not so sure, and yet I just signed up to get voted in for a year-long commitment that starts in August. So, I mean, obviously, I'm at least uh, stuck and I, for another no, year. Well, this is off this topic completely, but there's nothing wrong with questioning. I question my commitment, my reasoning for being in Narcotics Anonymous for a long time. I question you know? if it's the place I can be of the most value and service. That's what mm-hmm. I question. I, I, I don't know that it's any longer the place where I can be the most helpful to the most people. Hmm. So I'm not sure. But I, like, again, I, I'm stuck for at least uh, 14 months. And I wish I could say mine's the whole other selfish reason. <laughs> like this is the place where I feel like I get the most out of it. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> That's uh, funny. I grow the most spiritually being here, I feel like, so. Well, see, I've been taking uh, the... Or in NA. I shouldn't say here. The lessening of sponsees through the pandemic, I was like, oh, that's a sign. That's <laughs> they, they have to move on from me because it's my time to do something else. See, and I've maintained this <laughs> about the same amount. I usually sponsor about five to six guys at any one time. They trickle in and out, and 
stopped calling for a while and disappeared. New <laughs> ones fill in. It's usually about the same amount. So what is the ultimate idea of when you change sponsors? Is it just when you feel like it? Like I struggle with knowing when to change sponsors. You know what I mean? Like I said, I I hemmed and hauled over for a few months in my head and prayed on it for a long time. I think that's a important thing to figure out is like being aware is important. Being aware to realize that you need a new sponsor. I struggled with it. Hopefully you have some peers or some people that you respect their recovery. Talk to them about it. Like most things, me making decisions by myself usually isn't the best. I usually should seek out some advice from other people. Maybe bit. if it's not directly my sponsor, because that could be fucking awkward. I'm going to have some people that I can you know bounce some ideas off of share some stuff because sometimes it might just be me sometimes it may be i need to recommit to that relationships mm. and other times it might be yes it's definitely time to move on you know so yeah let, let me ask you a question yeah when i told you that i wanted a new sponsor how did that grab you <laughs> uh it always perfect. hurts it always feels right like a punch in the was gut. it was it program of honesty. Out of left field did you not see it coming that sort um, of thing I didn't totally see it coming, but it also wasn't a complete shock, I guess, is where I was at with it, right? It was kind of- Did you feel like we had grown apart a little bit with the move? I felt like our physical contact had ended. I don't feel like the growing apart was NA stuff, if there was any growing apart. I think uh, I think I did recognize that that we had some different values outside of. I guess they're not. Really but that always was the any. case. I never had a problem with that. It was, but I felt like, and and partly from my experience through the pandemic of having to go through this place where I was kind of frustrated with some some of the world, to get to an, a a place on the other side of that, I felt like that made it difficult for people who had other beliefs around me. And and I don't know what that experience was like for them. I just tried to imagine what it was like for them. Um so I I don't know, but yeah, it of course it all, there's always a sting to it, right? And, and that's that ego piece of like who the fuck could do this better than I can, right? Um and and then there's the judgment uh, of the new sponsor like don't even tell me who it is. <laughs> oh, see for me it's always the I'm not good enough. Oh, I and I and I enough. thought and I thought I was totally, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, I'm in a pretty good place with that. And then you said something earlier in this, uh, in this episode and I was going to ask you a question, but I'm going to ask you after, because <laughs> I don't want you to have to say it on here. Um, but I was like, damn, that's kind of a resentful question. That's not nice. So I, it's interesting. Like all of these, all of these things that you're saying is like all the entire reason why I struggled. Because like, these are all feelings that were inevitable that I did not want him to experience you know what i mean like uh, he was my sponsor you know what i mean like i cared about him i didn't want him to feel like you know in no sort of way uh, and it, it'd be my fault you know what i mean right. which is probably myself centering his shit again but well and i think i think a lot of that goes back to our society's view of the world right that that pain is bad and mm -hmm. that it's wrong and we don't want to avoid it at all costs. And like, I don't think that's the case. I think, right. I think it's, it's very human to think, man, I don't want somebody to feel these negative emotions, but at the same time, like that's my shit to deal with. Right. Don't hold your program up 
over things that I need to learn to adapt to. Like that's stuff I need in my life. And now I think like I I, I can totally grow further with two people than I can with one person. You know what I mean? When I remember when I first got clean, I wanted to be the guy with one clean date. You know what I mean? I thought mm-hmm. that was so cool. And I wanted to keep one sponsor forever. And I wanted to have one home group forever. Like Raised on sports. That was my goal. You know what I mean? And obviously, I got a new clean date. <laughs> new sponsor. And uh, I do still have the same home group. But there was another reason that um, I thought about changing to home groups, too, because uh, we had an old home group member. And, like, I remember every time we would go out, she would have friends. Like, we would always, she would always know a, lot, a ton of people. I'm like, man, a ton of, you know, a ton of people. She was like, had a lot of different home groups. Mm. You know what I mean? I think it helps you because, you know, there's that bond with a home group member. You know what I mean? I see old home group mm. members. It doesn't matter where, what part of town. And if they, we used to be home group members, like, I make it a point to go say hi to them. You know? I, I think you've had more relationships that way staying at one home group than you would if you'd have been in 12 true our home group has turned <laughs> over a lot of times yeah we were turned over in dundalk a lot of resentments yeah <laughs> yeah i mean if you looked at our home group but pre-pandemic it's completely different i think we maybe have three or four people that are still the same right. we've changed venues we changed formats like yeah. everything's different you There's know a lot of people that stop by that home group just passing through like, yeah whole lot yeah but we did have a point in time do you remember we took a group photo and then um we looked at uh, like a, i think it's still like my cover photo on my facebook page mm. and i remember looking at it like a year later and we me and you talking about like i can't believe that there's only one person in this picture that's not still there yeah so we did have like very small turnover for a while yeah yeah it's a it's a tricky one I, but you said more than one person. I'm like, should you have two sponsors? Is two sponsors better than one sponsor? Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I just know that I can get further with two people than I can with one. Well, right. from an outside perspective, I just think, like, maybe your relationship, you guys, the two of you, that relationship is better served as a friendship versus a sponsorship relationship. I mean, to me, sponsorship relationship puts a little bit of a, weird different expectation which is why i couldn't ask the guy he was talking about twist on things you know i think that puts a that puts a relationship in a different category and having the best friend sponsor relationship for me having that experience was not good it wasn't overly healthy yeah i you feel i I get the like standoff vibe from you like there's been a few things you said that like man i would not want him to be my sponsor that's not what i'm (laughs) looking for and you know obviously nothing against your program or whatever but there's been three or four things i was like i would not want my sponsor to do that you know what i mean like i said i like the camaraderie between another guy and hanging out and being friends and all the stuff that it it says that sponsorship is not those are all the things that i really yearn for well the new one's different the new sponsorship pamphlet changed and it doesn't say that but it's one of those it's just like the and and i try to let go of some of that shit but it's like the old sit down and shut up and Mm -hmm. stick the cotton in your take it out of your ears and shove it in your mouth and all that shit. Like, we don't say that shit to people anymore. Right. Some people still try to hang on to that old yeah. hard-ass and way of thinking. And I don't know that it's necessarily helpful. Yeah. It's just, it gets stuck in you, you know? <laughs> and some of the other things that was surprising that now me and him have, you know, separate paths for a while now, some of his views have changed. 
yeah. Like, it's kind of surprising. And like, hey, these are the views that made me like you. <laughs> do, do I still like you? <laughs> nah, just kidding. Yeah, it's uh, so it's interesting. I, I guess you know we we go as best we can. We try to get in tune. For me, my idea of recovery is that we try to get in tune with our our mind, body, and spirit. We try to align those three, and we try to use them to reach this place of like inner truth that speaks to us with what we need to do in life. And then we follow that guide. And it is going to be confusing. Of do I change or not at times? But I think when the time is right, we'll, we're, we are going to know, right? That part of us that just knows is going to know and we're going to have to do something about it. And even when it's difficult and even when it hurts feelings, we, we just got to do what's right for our recovery. Because to stay with somebody that is not helping you further your recovery is dangerous. I truly believe that. Yeah. And I, I would just like to say sponsorship like that, Anyone that's ever sponsored me and given freely of their time, of their life, taken their energy and devoted it to me and my well-being just for the sake of being a nice person deserves a certain level of, like, respect and appreciation no matter what, you know. Mm. So if we do need to get rid of sponsors or change sponsors, that gratitude and respect and and admiration should still be there in that process of letting them go. That's like the idea of uh, writing your your divorce paperwork up on your wedding day, right? Like the idea yeah. of like make these decisions right. when you're happy that you're going to commit to doing it this way instead of when you have this resentment about something your sponsor said about how you cheated on your wife or right. something. <laughs> All right, so uh, get yourself a good goddamn sponsor. If you're not in a 12-step program, get yourself a guide, right? A spiritual guide yeah, spiritual of some advisor sort is a word I've heard in your life. Just somebody to help you, man. Somebody that's got some stuff that you want and that can help you further your life and give you suggestions for how they got there. And uh, beyond that, everybody take care and we'll see you next week. Did you like this episode? Share it with people you think might get something out of it. Check out the rest of our episodes at recoverysortof.com. Also, while you're there, you can find ways to link up with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, anything. We're always looking for new ideas. Got an idea you want us to look into? Reach out to us.